This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to Theology 101. My name is Zachary Oliver, and my co-host is... Michael Justin David Jones! Yay! Yay. With a ridiculously long name, yay. (laughs) Why is your name so long? Uh, My parents, uh, they gave my brother and my sister each an option to pick one of my middle names. So, yeah, because they, they... My sister, Leah, has two middle names. My brother, Jeremy, has two middle names. And well, technically, he—they both have a first name, and then a hyphen, and then a second first name, and then they have a middle name. And so they just, huh. yeah, it's weird because my brother is Jeremy Royce, and my sister is Leah Fiore. Why? So, because reasons. <laughs> And now we have gotten completely off track immediately <laughs> upon starting. Well, welcome to Theology Gaming. Yeah, Theology 101. And the topic today is Christmas. Yay! Christ Mass. Yes, Christ Mass, which is very appropriate given the season that it is. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, well, it will be whenever this is published. Well, yes. Not necessarily. <laughs> Because we're about to discuss that, right? It might be after Christmas by the time this gets up. That's not what I'm saying. Never mind. <laughs> what are you saying? Remember how I was saying that Jesus may not have necessarily been born, and I was actually probably not born, on December 25th? Yeah, I think that's generally understood. Right. So this may not be relevant to actual Christmas. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Well, now that you've explained it, it's not as funny. Ah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about Christmas. So, what do you want to talk about Christmas first? So, I'd like to explore a little bit about the history that we know about, like, the actual, how the birth of Jesus went, like, common misconceptions, really, and what is generally understood that's happened, because... This is Theology 101. Most people probably accept whatever story they've been told since they were little. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So, two gospel narratives about Jesus' birth. One is in Matthew, one is in Luke. One mentions shepherds, one mentions Magi. Which one is the right one? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say both are not true and who's partially true? Yeah, they're probably both true. I think that's and, the traditional approach, right? Because uh, it, you know, like your nativity scene would look as cool if you didn't have both. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, scholarly consensus is a little divided on whether or not either of them is historically true. Right. 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 So, well, there's ways to interpret it. Like for me, it's like. Yeah, sure, it's true. Mm-hmm. But there are other people who think that they are theologically charged accounts of a historical event. Okay. So you, yeah. So each of them says something different about Jesus, right? Right, right. So, like, one is trying to show you that he is the messiah for smart people <laughs> and the other one is showing you that he is the messiah for the common man right right exactly or you know some of them are trying to affirm his divinity in different ways right of course because early christian celebrations of uh, jesus's birth 
were centered around the Magi account and not so much the Shepherds. Why is that? I don't quite know, but I know that in Eastern Orthodoxy, the uh, denomination of the Christian Church, that there is a feast called the Epiphany, which is supposed to be the manifestation of Jesus Christ in human form. So that is when Jesus is presented to the Magi, right? So right. there it is. There's Jesus. And they recognize that he's like Jesus the Savior, that sort of thing, right? Okay. From people who are not Mary, Joseph, etc. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so that's the first time he is seen in human form. And that's why it's called the epiphany, kind of like the illumination of the mind. Right, right. And that, so, yeah. And that feast is traditionally celebrated on January 6th, I believe. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. So we celebrate his birthday on December 25th. Yeah. So that's not necessarily actually his birthday. In fact, from what I've understood, um, his birthday is probably sometime in like July or something like that, in the middle of the year, rather than the beginning of the, or the end of the year. Excuse it me. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Right. It could be. We have really no way of knowing, actually. Well, um, if you're looking at the Gospels, they give you historical cues as to when it could have right. happened. Like mm-hmm. censuses may have taken place in July. You know, that kind of thing. Right. But again, if they're inserting theological ideas into it mm-hmm. and these are the things that god wanted us to know about the account not necessarily the historicity of jesus birth or whatever right right, right, right. so what you're seeing is a theological account and some people would say a completely historical account and i agree with both <laughs> <laughs> but you have to find out what exactly you're looking for there right in terms of like does it matter when jesus was born like what day of the 365 days Right. Does it really matter how old he was when the Magi saw him? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Expound upon that a little more. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I've heard, and I haven't I haven't researched it super deep, but I, I remember reading a few things about it saying um, that the Magi didn't see him when he was like, like three, four days old or something like that. They actually saw him um, when he was a little bit older, when he was about two or three. Huh. So, yeah. That's... I think that's based off the length of the journey that they would have had to travel, right? Uh, I believe so. Something Um, like that? That following the North Star from that distance? Right. I'm I'm not 100% sure. I haven't read a whole lot about it. I'm kind of parroting things that I've heard, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Which is what we try not to do here. Yeah, we try not. The reason why I think that Christmas is on December 25th at least initially, is because most of the early church believe that Jesus was crucified on March 25th. So we're talking about Gregorian calendar here. Right. Which is the calendar that we all use now. Right. So if Jesus was crucified it, nine months later, you know, they have the celebration of his birth. Hmm, so it's exactly nine months later. Or, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Which is weird. But it also could have been March 28th when he was crucified, so that would kind of throw it off. (laughs) (laughs) That would definitely throw a monkey wrench into the issue, yeah. There's a lot of different dates floating around as to when he was born, but, you know. (laughs) Right. This is, the way that I've understood it is, um, this is kind of when we've decided we're going to celebrate it. Same thing with Easter. Yeah, exactly. Because, Because we have really no way of knowing one way or another until, you know, everything's said and done. Um, and so this is just like, well, we need to decide something, so let's decide this. And we did. 
Yeah, and it's not like the gospel writers were like, he was born on X date of the Roman calendar, because, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly who they would be trying to promote in their book. <laughs> so, yeah, it makes sense why there's not a specific date. Mm-hmm. So, on the one hand, they have the Jewish calendar, which has its own ways and means, right? And on the other hand, they have the Roman calendar, which in on both sides, they're not really in agreement with them, and there's the persecution and all that stuff. So I'm pretty sure they weren't so concerned about the specific birth date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. There are reasons for that that we'll get into. So anything more about the historical Jesus birth thing? That I'd like to expand upon? Yes. Um, not that I can come up with, so let's move on. <laughs> All right, second, let's talk about this holiday they call Christmas. Yay. And so, I mean the holiday, not necessarily the birth of Jesus. I mean, everybody okay. knows it's Christmas is Christ Mass. That's the name as we have it now. Of course, of course. It's a celebration so of his birth. But there's lots of other elements that are not Jesus' birth. Right, like the whole presence and the tree and Santa and yeah. so and on and so forth. Christians in general have had different views on whether Christmas is a holiday that you should celebrate or that holidays were even a good thing. <laughs> Like, Origen of Alexandria, for example, was a theologian in the early church, and he said that Christians don't celebrate birthdays, because that's what pagans do. (laughs) So so Christmas for him was not necessarily something you should celebrate. Right. And the way that it, you know, that's actually, um, excuse me, uh, I've heard that there's um, another Christian group, I believe it's the Jehovah Witnesses that actually don't celebrate their birthdays either. Um, at least, at least them. Um, and I think it's either them or the Mormons, but anyway, um, they don't celebrate birthdays as well along the same lines of like, Oh, you know, that's a, that's a pagan thing. But from what I've understood, the reason why we do that now is because not only is it like a tradition, like everywhere in the world, um, it's also like, well, we've repurposed it. It's not It's not about, like, a pagan sacrifice ritual and whatever. It's, you know, celebrating the day of the person you love and their birth and so on and so forth. It's not, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So. Just for clarity's sake, Mormons celebrate their birthdays, but Jehovah's Witnesses do not. Got it. Okay. I need to get my stuff straight. Because we keep saying things about Mormons that are true. <laughs> Apparently. And let's not do that some more. Right. Yeah, because um, it's fun, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> it's bad. Okay, so there's a lot of strange things that come out of Christmas, right? right. You know all the stuff like Yule logs and holiday trees and okay, wait, 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 wait. So hold on, like that Zach, Zach, yeah, I've never actually had a Yule log. Neither have I. <laughs> what is a Yule log? Okay, a Yule log was <clears throat> the the word Yule is to celebrate a um, northern Nordic deity called Yule. Okay, and they sacrificed like animals over a giant log, which would be in this case a tree. Okay. <laughs> so they would burn the giant tree and then sacrifice stuff over it and then party. Alrighty then. Because so... Yule was basically a celebration of the winter solstice. Hmm. Because, you know, in winter there's not like a whole lot to do. Right. In ancient times, right. I mean, you can't farm crops or anything mm-hmm. and all you could really do is hunt i mean everything is in preparation for winter months so at that time they would celebrate all the hard work they did and that kind of thing that sounds interesting so so nowadays what is a yule log because i have no idea what that is uh, is yule log, just... i think is just food now 
you know, over time, that's what happens to elements of holidays. They get syncretized. Right, but it's not like talking about a log in a fireplace? No, now it's just a food thing. Okay. Right. In in the same way, like, gift giving is not, like, is an outside element of Christmas. (laughs) Right. Because it has its origins in the Roman holiday Saturnalia. So That's, okay, uh, can you expand upon that? Okay, so Saturnalia was basically like <clears throat> uh, party time, which took place on December twenty fifth, of course. And of course. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole point of the day was to you know offer like your thanks to Saturn, who would be oh yeah. got it. So Saturnalia, and what would happen was that they would overturn normal social norms, and they would allow like gambling and prostitution and other sorts of other stuff. That wasn't already allowed? No, no, no. Roman society was not like Greek society. So the okay. Romans were very conservative when it came to sexuality and those other things, right? As a yeah. direct reaction to the Greek and Roman world and the Greek world, right? The Romans were a little different. Even though they adopted the, uh, I want to say the polytheistic traditions. Right, yeah. right. No, that, that actually makes a lot of sense because I've heard some stuff recently about the books written specifically to Greek churches um, and how we need to take what is said in those books in context of that fact. Yeah. In some ways you're definitely, that's helpful. (laughs) Right. Anyway, that's beside the point of what we're talking about right now. Um, Yeah. But then I'm making my way to the actual origins of the, the the day (laughs) holiday. See, because December 25th, right? Right. Right. So, and in Saturnalia, they celebrate with the color green and lights and charity, and then that's in the Roman New Year, too. Hmm. And then there's a northern uh, tradition called Coleata, which is basically, like, where Christmas carols came from. Huh. Yeah, they would have, like, a pagan chants and that kind of thing. So everything I know is Roman. Uh, well, that one's not Roman. That's more like uh. Norse. <laughs> okay, so everything I know is Scandinavian and Roman. Well, yeah, a lot of it has its origins in ancient rituals and festivals and such. Fair enough. So it's fun. Okay, so where the real origins of Christmas as a holiday come from, though, is mm-hmm. from the there's a day there's a December twenty fifth holiday, a different one, <laughs> not Saturnalia, because okay. this happens when. This is a, a festival for the the sun god, Sol. So it's called... Oh, Sol's a winter solstice. Hey. Yeah, well, it's a little different, this one. <laughs> okay, so all right. It's in Latin, I think it's Dias Natalis Solis Invictae, which means birthday of the unconquered sun, hmm. which is a festival inaugurated by the Roman emperor Aurelian to celebrate the sun god and celebrate the winter solstice. So in that way, you're right. <laughs> which Fair is enough. on December 25th. Hey! Yeah, a lot of things on December 25th. So Constantine is the first Christian emperor, right? So he makes the Roman Empire Christian, and then basically he makes this holiday Christian because he's using Malachi 4.2 because it refers to the uh, the son of God, sort of. I- instead of saying son, it says son. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, then. Yeah, so I'll read it to you, so you might get it a little better if I... Okay, go for it, yeah. So here's Malachi 4. It says, See, the day is coming, burning like an oven, where all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. And here's verse 2. But for you who revere my name, 
the sun of righteousness, it's S-U-N, hey. shall rise with healing in its wings. Yeah. And that's basically where they take it from. Ooh, it's sun of righteousness. Wait, it's S-U-N? Yeah. Well, it depends on what translation you're in. I'm using the <clears throat> New Revised Standard Version, so it might be different in your Bible. I'm not sure. Probably. Right, um, I would up. love to see, yeah, I'd love to see like a concordance on that or something. Okay, so in the New American Standard Bible, it says sun, like sun. All right, well, let's see. King James Bible says sun, but capitalized. Okay, so S-U-N or S-O-N? S-U-N still. Okay, so we're still dealing with, like, the sun in the sky. Yeah, but there's capitalized. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, it says sun in all of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag <laughs> the, all the I ones that I checked, anyway. Right, hashtag things I didn't know. So that's why they, you know, that's how it got co-opted into December 25th. That makes sense. Cause, so, you know. so basically, Constantine is taking this holiday, <laughs> right, and making it a celebration of Jesus. Oh, okay, because he's the first Christian emperor and he's trying to incorporate that into Roman stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. Which is funny, because uh, apparently the cult of the sun god did not mm-hmm. celebrate solstices at all. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not quite a one for one thing, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But okay, yeah. Well, the origins of things often don't make sense. Right. right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, but interestingly, this this was not really the origin origin of Christmas. It's more of where we can kind of see the strains of it. Because what happens is the Epiphany festival and feast overtakes Christmas in the Middle Ages. So people are more celebrating in January 6th, right? The the Mm -hmm. feast of the birth of Jesus than they are celebrating a thing called Christmas. Hmm. (laughs) So where did that fall out? Uh, Well, they were celebrating a lot of things that were around December 25th. Right. So there's the 40 days before Christmas, which are the 40 days of St. Martin, which begins on November 11th. Wow. And then right before that is the... Yeah, which is Advent. That's basically Advent. Oh, okay. Oh, and so the Advent calendar, the whole little Christmas little poke the thing and open the chocolate kind of thing. Originally, it's like a Catholic thing. And then the name gets changed over time. So it's more palatable to Christians and people in general. Hmm. And then Italy, they're taking Saturnalian traditions and associating them with Advent, right? So all these things that were in one religion are kind of getting co-opted and put into another one. What was the word for that? Uh, Saturnalia. No, 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 no. The thing where things are getting put into one religion from another? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Co-opted? No, you said it earlier. Syncretism? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's basically what's happening. Okay, already Over a long period of time, yeah. Hmm. And, and Christmas eventually just gets more and more popular. Right. Because they keep adding things like Christmas Tide, which is the 12 holy days, which is December 25th to January 5th. Huh. And then when you have the Carolingian Empire, where Christianity is basically ruling Europe, or starting to rule all of Europe, then right. Charlemagne makes Christmas rise into greater pro- you know, prominence and all that. Right. So, which is, it's very strange. So, basically, it's like world holiday domination. <laughs> Christmas comes into being, it kind of rolls in everything, and then it takes everything with it. 
<laughs> rolls in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, and because of this, it's kind of varied in the mood that you're supposed to have from time to right. time. Like in our modern context, right? It's a time for like family and celebration and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in certain time periods, like let's say the Dark Ages, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was more of a time of solemn contemplation about what? Jesus' birth. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get to why that is in a bit. Right. So Christmas is real-life Katamari Damashi. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and the, Ever... best, the best part is that because of this, uh, certain Christian denominations banned Christmas or refused to celebrate Christmas holidays. Like, <laughs> like the Puritans. You know, the pilgrims, buckle hats. I mean, none of that's true. But... <laughs> Because buckles would have been really expensive. But, right, because like, those are hard to make. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, after the English Revolution in the 1640s-ish, the Puritans were basically in charge of uh, England after hmm. Catholic rule for many, many years, right? Okay. So, and Puritans don't like Christmas because at that time they thought it was too much pagan and you know, demonic traditions that were kind of integrated into the holiday. Right, right, right. Even though it was, from a popular perspective, very, very well celebrated in pretty much a tradition by this point. Hmm, okay. So so basically English Parliament goes, oh, we're just going to outlaw Christmas. (laughs) Which led to mass rioting books and protests, which basically is like everybody went crazy. (laughs) Fair enough. And rioters took over various cities in the country. And uh, decorated doorways of holly and shouted slogans. Oh, so that's where the holly came from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So that's one way the holly came from. Right, 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 right. And they even wrote books about it. And uh, Scotland, on the other hand, they also banned it. <laughs> yeah, in like 1658. And then 300 years it took them to say that Christmas was okay to celebrate again <laughs> as, a, as like a national holiday. Hmm. And a lot of this Puritan influence led to Christmas not being celebrated at all in the New England area because there's all this Puritans that were the first settlers. So there wasn't really a whole lot of interest in celebrating a, a possibly pagan holiday. <laughs> right. They're just like, nope, that's not a thing. Yeah. And furthermore, it was perceived that Christmas was British. <laughs> so if you think about the Revolutionary War, they weren't right. so interested in christmas so and that's so why when yeah that's why george washington when he crosses just when he delaware there. right mm-hmm. yeah in, in december 25th and the german guys are all celebrating christmas because christmas is like kind of a german thing also oh the, the oh i thought you misspoke i was like the german guys where did that come from no the hessians you know he goes and crosses the delaware and he fights the german mercenaries and it's supposed oh, to be a okay. great victory of the war I need to brush up on my history. I didn't Man. know there were German mercenaries. Man, Michael, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> this is what I get. This is what I get. Okay. <laughs> so, the, yeah, that's why. You know. and, and basically, they're like, after America became a country, and we didn't really celebrate Christmas very much. So when did we start celebrating Christmas again? Uh, we started celebrating... Modern Christmas basically came about because of Charles Dickens. Okay. Yeah, A Christmas Carol. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, all right. So he basically single-handedly revived the Christmas holiday. 
So when people started reading the book in America, they're like, hey, I want that. That sounds neat. Let's do that. Yeah, it was a hugely popular book. You know, it went out of print multiple times. Everybody bought it. It's short. So in England, it became massively popular. And then over time, it ended up getting imported to various countries around the world. Right. And he was like, he revived the spirit of Christmas as kind of seasonal merriment and as a holiday that emphasizes family, goodwill, compassion, all those good things that everybody likes. A good holiday that emphasizes good things. Who'd thunk? Yeah, and not so much about, like, it's... Charles Dickens' vision of Christmas is not necessarily a religious holiday. Right. It's more of a celebration between family. Yeah. Humanitarian, humanist, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. More like that. But what happened at the same time is that there was a increased movement of religious observance called the Oxford Movement. Okay. And what happened was that basically people were getting more and more into religion after a period that they were kind of drawing away from it. So the Anglican Church became popular, and then these two kind of intertwined as two separate movements. Right. The Christmas so what- here on the one hand, and then an increased uh, religious adherence on the other, and there you go. So what was the time frame of that? What 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 was the year? Uh, I think A Christmas Carol came out in... No, 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 no. The, the, not The Christmas Carol, but the... You're talking about increased interest in religion. Oh, around the uh, 1850s, I want to say? Hmm... That sounds like, because I know uh, some. I know about. Um, I, it's called revival history. It's about the people, like the great meetings where people, like they pray or they have. They're a great orator and they pray over people and miracles happen and stuff like that. And if I'm not mistaken, I remember that there was a, a revival that had happened just before that time period. So that might have been why there was an increased interest in religion. Because people surprise were, me. Surprise right. Me. Right. Hmm. I, I think it was started in the early 1830s. And the reason why I know any of this, okay, I'm just prefacing this, I'm not a genius or anything, is right. because one of the guys who is part of the Oxford movement, John Henry Newman, mm-hmm. is a guy that I've studied extensively and have used a lot in writing and all that kind of thing. And <laughs> you he, would. He was a – the Oxford movement was a, a bunch of high church Anglicans. So, And high church is like – very uh, segmented rituals, and this is the way we do church in a very specific, ritualized, traditional way. <laughs> so they were trying to get the Anglican Church, which was originally an offshoot of the Catholic Church, except it's just the Church of England, to be more like the Catholic Church. So it ended up being a lot more like Catholicism, and a lot of those guys ended up converting to Catholicism in the end. <laughs> but in the end, yeah. But in the meantime, they ended up also influencing how Christmas was perceived, right? Because it's an emphasis on the ritual and the celebration of a ritualized celebration of Christmas, right? So right, right, Christ's right. Mass comes back into the Anglican Church, and so you know it ends up in the English-speaking world being very influential. Right. So in in this in this time period when it was like the 1850s or approximately then was it was it Christmas like we know now where there's gift giving and all this it, like celebration and stuff or was it, it slightly different? It took a lot of time for it to get there. Right. So basically Charles Dickens popularized a lot of the Christian uh, Christmas traditions you know now. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of time for them to get into popular reading and thinking. But Fair it enough. happened I mean if you think about in terms of it being a book 
and people just reading books and not communicating through the internet or anything. Right. It spread pretty fast. Fair enough. <laughs> as fast as a, a movement about a, a holiday could move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and basically, this happened to America, too. Right. people were like, what's all the fuss about this Christmas thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And Christmas was celebrated by people in about the 1860s or so, but only by, like, upper-class people. Okay. You know, kind of... Because the... everybody celebrated Thanksgiving, because that was a national holiday by that point. Right, 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 right. And then... But Christmas was kind of this outlier. Mm-hmm. And you still had that period in influence in New England. was like, oh, what about Christmas? We don't like this thing. And they're like, what about Christmas? <laughs> yeah, what about Christmas? So... <clears throat> and then eventually, it just, you know, grows and grows and grows until in 1885, it became a U.S. national holiday. Huh, okay. Yeah, it happened fast. Right, that's pretty dang fast, all things considered. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's the story of Christmas as you know it. Now, as far as the capitalist business commerce thing goes, that happened later. But in terms of uh, religious, social influence, that's the origin story of modern Christmas. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So, um, some questions. So, being that Thanksgiving is an outlier of Christmas, like, it's, like, pretty dang close, um, do Thanksgiving and Christmas have any ties to each other? Because I know that, like, Black Friday has become a thing after Thanksgiving, and I know there's a few different viewpoints on, well, where did Black Friday come from? So, do you have any, like, extra information about um, the ties between Thanksgiving and Christmas? I mean, I don't think that they'd be super tied together, but I'm wondering if you'd knew anything uh christmas and thanksgiving are quite different because in the united states like thanksgiving is like a singular holiday and there are similar holidays in different countries right but they're for celebration of different stuff right which makes sense but i just i just thought it was relevant because um black friday is right afterwards and normally black friday ties directly into christmas yeah actually i'm kind of curious about that myself Right. I wonder if Black um, Friday is like a actual association, but I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. From what I understand, because I've heard I've heard different things. Like I've heard the whole thing where it's like, oh, it was the day where you know farmers got slaves and there was a discounted price and stuff. And I'm like, well, no, because farmers are not idiots and they're gonna get their slaves before winter actually shows up. They're gonna plan ahead. But anyway, that's totally beside the point. And Snopes already said it. Um, but. I know from what I understand, Black Friday is actually called Black Friday because it's the day that most uh, stores actually go from in the red to in the black in in accounting terms, which means they go from being uh, in debt to, you know, making it their 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 profit for the year. So that's that's what I've understood. But I was curious if because like. Black Friday is right after Thanksgiving, and it's actually starting to creep onto Thanksgiving pretty close now. I was wondering if there was any. any I think it's just for monetary gain. Right, so it's a capitalist holiday. Yeah, if you want to think of it that way. <laughs> Creepily enough. <laughs> the great capitalist holiday, Black yeah, Friday. And it wants to eat Thanksgiving. <laughs> it really is trying. <laughs> because Thanksgiving is shaped like a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday itself. Yeah, that's why it's going back. It's like our store is open at 6 p.m. now. Woo! Right. <laughs> Rather than 6 a.m., it's 6 p.m. the first day before. Yeah, and it's craziness. Crazy. 
It is, and it's kind of upsetting, but that's besides the conversation topic. <laughs> All right, any other questions? <clears throat> I'm curious, um, so do you have any specific Christmas traditions that you like to follow? Uh, all of them? <laughs> <laughs> After saying all that, yeah, all of them. All of them, okay. Cause, so, like, you do stockings, you do, like... Decorate the house, use right. the red-green colors, Santa right. Clauses, uh, snowmen... So so where did Santa... I mean, I know, I understand St. Nicholas, but what's the story behind Santa himself? Or Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas, yes. <laughs> the Dutch St. Nicholas. He was Dutch? Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I think he was Turkish. That makes more sense. Yeah, he's the Bishop of Myra. <laughs> okay. So and what's the what's the what's the story on him? He was a uh, he was saintly. Well, obviously because he was a saint, and he he was known for the care of children, generosity, and gift giving. <laughs> and it was on December sixth. It was his feast day, and still <laughs> is, I think. Question mark. Yeah, so it just kind of gets rolled into Christmas, right? But but so what what did he do to get a holiday? Um, people basically kind of over time kind of had this like, uh, here is the gift giving man. Okay, and you know, it kind of gets rolled into the thing. The the Santa Claus you know now, I think, was in um, New York. He was created <laughs> in a lab, <laughs> <laughs> or by Norman Rockwell. I don't know which. <laughs> That's a big difference there, Yeah, Zach. but close enough. Right. Yeah. Norman Rockwell, Lab. Eh, yeah, close same enough. Thing. Yeah, right. it's like, you know, it's a kind of an American thing. The uh, right. red fat St. Nicholas. He's American. He's a donut. Yeah, Sorry. I think he still wears red, though. <laughs> he still wears, yes, he does. Yeah, he well, still wears red. Why wouldn't he wear red? Uh, well, I think red is supposed to represent the blood Jesus. But that's that. But uh, sure. <laughs> right, 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 right. Isn't it? I, it is. It, I don't know if it does on him. I know in general it does. In yes, general, but, but anyway, anyway, that's. Although no surprise, Protestants didn't like Saint Nicholas because he's a Christian saint of the Catholic Church. Right, we didn't like saints. <laughs> no, we did not. No, I don't like saints. Well, maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> you would say that on a theology podcast. Dun dun dun! You already know my theology is weird. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a whole podcast about that. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> go back. Um, one. <laughs> go back one one theology one on one. Um, but I was I was gonna say I we so. We have some specific traditions that we do for Christmas, because I asked you, because I wanted to hear your end, so I could say my end. Um, I was manipulating you, Zachary. I manipulated you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go, get along. Get along. Okay. Um, so, we used to do the one present before, like the night before Christmas. Like on Christmas Eve, you'll get to open one present and then go to bed. Huh. Um, I've never done that. You've never done that? I've never done that. It's so fun. I've celebrated just... Christmas a day early or a day later, but I've never done that. Well, that was more out of necessity, though, huh? Yeah, more out of necessity. Okay. But, but yeah, we've actually done that one. Um, we do stockings, and always the stockings have like little, small little presents, like 
darts or bubble gum or something like that, like when you're really young. And then like now it's got like um, neat little gadgets. Or no, that's so <laughs> dumb. You can stop right now. Um, but but now they have like neat little gadgets and cool doodads and whatnot. Yeah. iPads. Uh, <laughs> that's not a doodad, Zachary. It is a doodad. Uh. Anyway, when I say cute, I mean like cheap, like. One, two dollars, maybe five bucks, something like that. Nothing yeah, like yeah. crazy expensive. That's usually what's in the stocking. Right, 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 right. Where right. does the stocking come from? Well, originally stockings were uh, they were placed above the fire to warm them and to like dry them off. So it might have been like a something that just started happening. I don't know if there's any specific traditions behind it. Yeah, I think you're right about that one. Right. <clears throat> It's like, oh, we have so many presents. Here, let's stuff the stockings. Ah, oh, that'll be funny. You know. There is no written record, according to the Wikipedia. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> and most of the rest of the entry is covered by the world's largest Christmas stocking. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even understand what. It's crazy. Okay, well, we're getting off track here. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, we're talking about Christmas tradition because yeah. we're talking about the holiday. So we're not talking about world record holders, but we're talking about Christmas stuff. <laughs> so, do you guys have like a uh, a dinner, like a Christmas dinner that you go to? No, I or don't. do we? You, we have a feast at home. You have a feast at home, okay? Because yes. up have until Christmas, the next day, and meet with other parents, relatives, etc. So, second Christmas, yeah. Okay. On actual Christmas Day. Oh, so you do... Um, Christmas Eve, not so much. That's how it used to be, but then the other side of the family, things happened. Got it. Disintegration, etc. You know, fair, people fair grow enough. up, move on. Right. Right. We've never done uh, Christmas dinner up until recently. Like last year, I went over to my aunt's and we did, we did Christmas dinner. Um, but for the most part, Christmas has been... Okay, we open presents in the morning. Okay, is there anybody else to go to? Okay, we do it there, and we just have a whole big long day of traveling to people's houses and opening presents. <laughs> it's it's fun, and then of course you get to wake up the parents early. Mom, Dad, it's Christmas. Of course, you know. But um, yeah. Other than that, I don't think we have anything super super special. Yeah, some people do. Yeah, uh, not me. But <laughs> so when do you when do you get your tree and when do you hang your ornaments? I do it traditionally we do it the day after thanksgiving okay so black friday yeah immediately huh. <laughs> all christmas See, decorations must go up christmas music playing 24 hours a day in my house oh my goodness that's <laughs> crazy. a collection of cds that have been accrued over time of course of course um we never specifically had like a day like okay we're gonna get this christmas tree this day every year it just kind of happened and then we would also put the lights oh, in the ornaments. Do you get a real up. Christmas tree or a fake one? We get a real one. Okay, we have a fake one. Oh well, aren't you sassy? Well, it's mostly because we did the real one, and we got <laughs> we got a like a full size one, right? Because our ceiling was big enough to do it, right? I think that was the one year. The one year. And then it was like, we are never doing this again. <laughs> Just way too much. Yeah, it's a lot of maintenance to deal with mm -hmm. a tree that that big. Right. I learned firsthand how to cut the bottom of the tree so it'll stay nice and crisp the whole time. And yeah, when I was, I was actually uh, previously married. And when I did that, we got our own tree and we did everything. It was, it was an interesting learning experience. Oh, huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, useful in the future. Because yes. Christmas often comes. Yay. <laughs> it's almost like it comes once a year or something. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, that's crazy. That's Christmas crazy. happens in July, too. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Stop. 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 <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I'm kind of spent. You're spent? I'm spent. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to say. All right. Well, let's get into the symbolism of all this Christmas stuff, because since we've been <laughs> dancing around Christmas trees and whatever else. Right. Not not literally. <laughs> Just to <laughs> allay our listeners who may think Who's... that we're pagans or something. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not pagans. Why did you say that? Because it's funny. Okay, so there's... A lot of the stuff has gained symbolism over the t- over time. So, right. So even if it did have a bad origin, it's, you know, now we got it Christianized. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. You know, it's it's interesting. Which is why we why it's quote unquote okay to celebrate Christ, uh, Christmas in the first place. Yeah. Because so, it's Christ mass, yeah. Christian. Yeah. So everything associated with it does have to have some kind of symbolic reference to it. Of course. Yeah. So like ivy leaves. I mean, that's kind of a thing, right? No. A thing? What do you mean a thing? <laughs> Christmas. Do ivy leaves exist? Yes, ivy leaves exist. Yeah. No. Um, but yes, they are a thing in Christmas, yes. Yeah. And holly and that kind of thing. Ivy but holly especially. Bows of holly. How familiar are you with Christmas carols? Uh, very. I was in choir for three years. Yeah, and so choir buddies. Yay. 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 Okay. We should go caroling over Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Ourselves. Yeah. Internet caroling. We unsolicited. We find your name and then we call you and sing. No, no. We need to go on what was the not not Omegle. Is it Omegle? What is it? That's dangerous. Never mind. Let's not do that. That sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, Ivy leaves are supposed to symbolize the coming to Earth of Jesus. Okay. And Holly is supposed to act as a protection against pagans and witches. So we're going to use an herb, which yeah, is typically well, used by pagans, to protect against pagans. Well, this is Christmas holiday, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, and that's right. The, Christianized. Got it. The okay. thorns and the red berries are supposed to represent the crown of thorns worn by Jesus at the crucifixion. And the blood of, and right, and the blood of Christ. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. nice. Okay, so... And we can think of stuff like nativity scenes. Where did those come from? They were popularized by, as you might expect, a Catholic saint. (laughs) St. Francis of Assisi, who made the first nativity scene in Italy. very crude. He had little bits suck all over it. Yeah, he was trying to place the emphasis of Christmas upon the worship of Christ, rather than upon secular materialism and gift-giving. So he okay. kind of like places one in the middle of a, a in a cave, and it's like a living one. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, well, I mean that's in legend, and you know, saint stories can either be hyperbolic or sometimes they're a little. Uh, well, it depends. Right, Saint Patrick. Enough said. Not Saint Patrick. What? Wait, what, what did he do? He led the snakes did, or something? Yes, that's that's no way he led snakes out of Ireland like that. Why not? <sighs> Zachary. 
So St. Francis of Assisi has <laughs> – He has a living nativity scene. In a he has a living nativity scene and that's fake. Which is described but, by St. Bonaventure in his life of St. Francis of Assisi. Right. But St. Patrick totally led snakes out of Ireland. I don't see why that <laughs> Zachary. Look, okay, a lot of insane things happen to saints. Okay. Fair enough. And you know, Jesus and you know, casting out demons and all that kind of stuff. Hey, you don't do that? I do that. No, you you do it. I mean, why isn't it realistic for you to think that like Saint Patrick led those snakes? That's not the point, Zachary. <laughs> That's totally not the point. I'm saying it makes me laugh, but it's just I mean, I'm sure the image that I have in my head is not the thing that actually happened. See, I think like a Peter Piper, or not Peter Piper. What's the what's the name? Um, Pied Piper. Pied Piper, the guy who led the rats. That one. What are they called? They're not called rats. They're like lem- lemmings. <laughs> what? Yeah, the Pied Piper of Hamlin. He leads the lemmings off the cliff, and no, the lemmings. Yeah. No, there was the guy who I'm talking about. The guy who he was the like the the rat caller, and he could like manipulate rats, and he would have them attack people and stuff. And so <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, the rat caller. What is his? Name? I don't know what his name. I don't know his name. You bring up something super cool, and then you don't <laughs> you know the name this? of the thing. I I don't. <laughs> so what did you get? I couldn't find anything. Okay, I'm gonna go find it now. Go find the rat caller. I'm gonna find the rat caller. I forget what his name is. <laughs> okay, so okay. so rats. I mean, this is better than snakes. I mean, rats and pipes attack people. Right. right. Like this is a real thing. This was a story. There's no way this was a real thing. This has to be a story. Oh, it's just a story. You know what? Saint Francis of Assisi is a real thing. Okay. Well, rat caller is a thing in Diablo. Oh, is it really? That's probably where it came from. You've got my hopes up, and now they're down. I've been dashed them to bits. <laughs> Why did you bring up the rat collar? Okay, hold on one second. His name's not the rat collar. It's, <laughs> it's such a great name. Like, it's a, a villain or something. The rat collar. Rats in pipes. Can you find, uh, no, not rats in the pipes. I'm not looking for rats in... Good lord. <laughs> well, I could definitely tell you the rat collar is not a Christian saint. Pied... Piper, what does he do? The Pied Piper, he leads the children off or something. And the Pan, oh, the Rat Catcher, it is him, the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Okay, so I was right. You were right, but you said snakes. No, we didn't. When did I? No, say you, snakes? no, you said you said lemmings. You said lemmings. No, lemmings is a different story. Now I think about yeah. Okay, or the Pan right. Piper. The Pan, yes, that is rats. He's the Pan Piper. Yeah, the Rat Catcher of Hamlin. Yes. You said it's the, the Pied Piper. Caller. Whatever. Anyway. He made them attack Lord. people? I swear he did. Okay. <laughs> okay, like, well, it, I'm keeping this tangent. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to the living nativity scene. That's Saint Francis. Saint Francis? Francis. Saint Francis. 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 <laughs> Saint Francis of Assisi. Right. Okay, so he set it up. It was pretty unbelievable, and uh, people came and saw it. It was a big tourist attraction, I guess. And so Pope Honorius III gave his blessing to the exhibit, right? I mean, okay. because it was a living one, but uh, people made, like, new ones. Right, right, right. All right, over right. Christianity, so that's basically where it came from. Got it. So the symbolism is basically, like, don't be a materialist. Don't be a materialist. Yeah. 
Right. So I'm going to look at a picture of Jesus. Oh, I'm I'm feel convicted for my sins of materialism. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> I understand the lesson, therefore I know it, and I will put it into effect. Wait, no, that's not how it works. Well, no. <laughs> All right, and let's talk about Christmas colors. Christmas oh colors? Yeah. Okay, I may have something to add to this. Okay, so the traditional Christmas colors are red, green, and gold, right? Gold? Yes, yeah, that I, sounds Not familiar. as prominent, but red and green are the big ones. Absolutely, but yeah. gold, yes. And well, red is the blood of Jesus, duh. Okay. Well, yes. And green symbolizes eternal life, in particular the evergreen tree, which doesn't lose its leaves in the winter. That's not true. Uh, well, you know what? Dead ones do. It's the symbolism. You would know dead ones do. Yeah, well. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway. You've ruined it. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. So, we chop down an evergreen tree that represents life. We kill it. Well, Let's kill eternal it's life. Al- assuming it's alive. <laughs> Let's kill eternal life. Okay, Zachary, I got it. <laughs> Let's all chop right. it down and take it to our homes and repurpose it and put bits and bobs all over it, make it nice and pretty, and then it dies. Yes, mm. this is how eternal life works. I love it. <laughs> no, it's a symbol. It's not the thing. It's not the thing in itself. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, anyway, gold is the color associated with Christmas, which is one of the gifts of the Magi, right? Yes, gold, gold silver, yeah. or incense, not silver, sorry. Gold, it's myrrh? Gold, silver, and myrrh. No, no, no. Goodness. Sorry. Do you know this Christmas story? <laughs> yes, I do. It's jeez. Okay. You said Get off silver. my back. Okay, so silver. what is myrrh? So what is myrrh? It's some kind of perfume. That's very helpful, Zachary. Do you want go, more specifics? Please, thank you. Okay. We're going to look gonna... on the internet because the internet's going to have <laughs> better answer than M-Y-R-R-H. The Myr aromatic oil. resin of a number of small thorny species of the genus Comifora, which is an essential oil termed an oleo resin. Oleo resin. It's a natural gum. Yay. <laughs> it's been used throughout history as a perfume, incense, and medicine. So, so something super precious, incense, and other incense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, a little different. Oh, frankincense. Frankincense. What is frankincense? Frankincense is uh, also a some kind of... Well, because you know you would anoint a king with oils and such. Right. Same reason would. why Samuel anoints David, right? Which is the same reason we, why we use anointing oil nowadays. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yay. Wow, we answered that without having to look it up. Yay! We're good, yeah, but they are. That's all like perfume, other than the gold. Okay, the gold is gifts, just like yeah. Their gifts fit for a king. Um, okay, yeah, so that's why they're given. And, and then sense was made, and it was good. Yeah, and, and that's why you kind of have Christmas wreaths everywhere because the evergreen wreaths. It's supposed to be like a preparation thing for. Right, Christmas. so we're gonna so we're gonna chop down not only evergreens. Okay, but we are not talking their... about any more <laughs> chopping down of trees. <laughs> we are done with this. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cut off their branches and we're going to repurpose them and nail them to doors. Okay, got it. Uh, candles in the windows are meant to symbolize, like... To the, the window. Yeah, are meant to be, like, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that seems like a pretty obvious one. That's why there's so, so many candles in every single Christian church. 
Right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Always around Christmas time. So yes. where did the where did the decorations come from? Uh, the decorations are just to put up the colors, right? The decorations are the. But de- I think the the decorations that we know in specific, I think, are of a German or British origin. It depends on which one you're talking about. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, Christmas tree is definitely from Germany in some way or shape or form. Well, yes, because evergreen. Hmm. It's an adaptation of the winter solstice. So uh, I think there's gotcha. there is a specific Christian story to it. I think the Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so they Christian missions were sent out from the you know, to what do you call it? Uh, what do they call them? Pagan I wouldn't I don't want to call them pagan cuz I mean the Gauls. The Gauls. Mm-hmm. There we go. Gauls lived in France, you know, like and France was kind of a northern European region, which meant they were basically what the Christian civilization would call barbarians. So if you read any kind of literature about that, it's basically like, you know, a bunch of guys in the woods hunting, hunter-gatherers with, you know, axes and whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. So St. Boniface was a missionary in Germany, and he goes and takes an axe to an oak tree dedicated to Thor. Yes, because they right. worship Thor, right? And right. instead, he points out a fir tree, which he stated was a more fitting object of reverence because it pointed to heaven. It had a triangular shape, which he said was symbolic of the Trinity. Okay, then. Yeah. That's neat. <laughs> so, that, well, I don't know if that's the real origin, but that's mm-hmm. the origin from what we know. But in terms of, like, an actual Christmas tree, I mean, it's more of the 1800s is when people were really using Christmas trees. Hmm. And the Germans are the ones that first used it. Right, right, right. Supposedly Martin Luther may have started it. We don't know. Well, he started a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> including issues between the church. Yay! Yeah, so, but there weren't any Christmas trees bef- in common use right, before right. the 1700s, I would say. That makes sense. Although I'm sure some kind of professional historian knows better than I. <laughs> and professionals, we are not. Let's clarify that. Yeah, and there's a lot of plants associated with Christmas, too. Isn't that weird? Kind of, yeah, especially since it's winter. Yeah, and then there's the poinsettia, which is the kind of a Mexican plant. I don't know why it's associated with Christmas, but... Are those the weird little flower something? Like, they're red? They're, like, bright yeah, red. they're the bright red flowers. That's crazy. <laughs> well, again, the red color, right? Right, blood of Jesus, Yep. I think that's so, why a lot of this so we're gonna is. we're gonna celebrate the blood of Jesus with his birth. Yes, no, we're gonna no. Okay, I'm not going. Well, there. that's like the ultimate purpose of Jesus. Yeah, but he he was born on Christmas. He didn't die on Christmas. Yeah, well then that's the origin of mankind's salvation, right? So it's that's basically <sighs> exactly. where it all ends up eventually. Okay, okay. Christmas gripes, item number seventy six. Got it. Okay, got it. <laughs> Christmas gripes. <laughs> you know it. And so, I think the ultimate conclusion here is that there is a lot of stuff in Christmas. Yes. Um, is Christmas a holiday that Christians should celebrate? So, are you asking me this as a personal question? Um, 
Well, I'm going obviously, to answer, I celebrate Christmas. And I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to answer Christmas this question. <laughs> Can I answer this question? Yes, you may answer this question. Okay. The question, the answer is, that's up to you. Hmm. <laughs> it's up to each individual person. Because, like, if it has ties to you or to pagan holidays and that really bothers you, don't celebrate Christmas. If it has ties to pagan holidays and you're like, well, no, we've kind of repurposed it and you're okay with that, celebrate Christmas. Really, not the biggest deal in the world, man. Like, it is what you make it, you know. Hmm. That's that's kind of my viewpoint on it. I just don't know anybody who doesn't celebrate Christmas. I don't either, but I know people who have issues with Halloween. Huh? Yeah, in a similar sense. Right. But you know, and that, there's this war on Christmas stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're attacking Christmas." You know what? Okay, <laughs> shut up. Let's just not. Yeah, not you. Shut up. But those people, those people can shut up. By the way, the whole X and Christmas thing, no, no, you're not taking out Christ out of Christmas with the X. Don't go there. What is it's, the Wait, Xmas? Xmas, yes. Well, isn't the X the symbol for Christians? Exactly. Oh. Right. Wait. People, the, the people who are arguing against that don't understand that. Oh, wow. There was actually an ancient, um, I forget his name. I don't know who it was, but there was a um, an old scholar who actually was the first one to change it from Christ, from Christmas to Xmas. And it and people are flipping out like, oh, don't, you know, abbreviate Xmas because blah, 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 blah. Huh. Um, so yeah. the X comes from the Greek letter key, which is the first letter of the Greek word, which comes in English as Christ. Huh, fair enough. So, yeah. It's an abbreviation of Christ. So it is a still... it is a literal abbreviation of Christ. Right. Christmas. Right. Right. Wow. Okay. So there was a controversy over this. There's been a controversy over this for many years now. It's probably died out from what I've seen. But <laughs> I remember, like four or five years ago, people were flipping out about it. At least people I knew. Because I just googled it in like ten seconds. I right. figured out exactly what it was. Right, right, right. People wow. are dumb. Generally. Or choose to be. Or choose to be ignorant. There Dance. you go. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, that's... Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah. if Christmas bothers you, and but, but Halloween bothers people a lot more. I think it's because the word Christ is not in Halloween. <laughs> oh, it's not It's not been Christian, uh, Christianified yet, so no, it's not it, okay. Actually, it, that is what it was originally i know it was that's all hallows eve that's very and then that one became like considerably less christian by right. most people's standards which is weird but whatever yeah so a lot of <clears throat> holidays that we celebrate were christianized yes and if you want to think of them as the remembrance of a specific thing in christian theology or tradition or whatever i think you're free to do so i would agree but I don't think there's any reason not to celebrate something the vast majority of people in your population are celebrating. And why would that be? Because there's, you know, well, you could always relate to people through the of course. celebration of the holiday, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah, yeah, in yeah. Christmas and most people associate it with commercialism. So you end up with that element, but you know the true meaning. Of course. So or at least that's, that's what I think. No, I completely agree, and that's it's all about what it matters to you, you know. Yeah. Like I like I said uh, last time, I think it was last time. Yeah. Um, everybody's understanding of God is individual, and really should be taken in context of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. And so, basically, to me, Christmas is about Christ, and the rest is all extraneous. Right, and the rest was history, or not, as it were. And the symbolism, the Christianization, <clears throat> and the long, battered history of whether Christmas is a Christian holiday or celebrated or whatever is kind of irrelevant to me. Because what Christmas means to me is about Jesus Christ. Right. And his birth. So, so I have one... I have one more question for you before we end this, unless you have more to say, really. Nope, I got nothing more to say. <laughs> okay, um, are you going to put some sweet Christmas music underneath this? Yeah, I better put some sweet Christmas music underneath this. Yeah, buddy. If you need <laughs> suggestions, there, um, there's some like really awesome uh, Christmas songs done by a band called August Burns Red. Hardcore, hardcore Christmas music for the win. Does Yay. it all have the growling at the same time? No, they're wordless. It's just heavy metal. Okay, well, we're going to find out how a backing track is going to work on this thing. Uh, I'll make sure it's listenable. Yes, that's the key point there. <laughs> Hardcore Christmas. It's actually it's actually really good. It's really neat because the guitar like fills in all the cool stuff. Ah. And it's not like all growly and stuff. It, it actually sounds very musical. Okay, okay. More progressive rock than a hardcore pretty, necessarily. Pretty much, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I guess that's a that's Christmas in a nutshell. <laughs> Celebrator, don't. But remember, Jesus Christ is awesome. Yeah, super <laughs> duper awesome. This has been Theology One Hundred and One. Yay! Jesus and I, Christ Michael... is one red dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Michael Jones. All right. And any, any and words? Zachary Offlover. Do you have any shameless no? self promotion to do? No, I no, uh, not really. Um, that's usually Jesus what we do. Cool. Right, but I don't promote anywhere except for here. Yeah. I don't have anywhere to promote except for here. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Right, but I do have one very large question. All right. Have you fixed my bio? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) That's just you haven't had anything on the website. That doesn't matter. I can't do anything unless you do. I'm in the podcast, Zach. Yeah, well, well, I thought you said I contributed. I'll have to fix that. Yes, you shall. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. It helps us a lot. Yes, Share it does. with friends and family. If you'd like to talk to either me, Zach, or, or you. Me, Michael Jones. Michael Jones. You can go to our Facebook group, which is Theology Gaming University. We like talking about stuff. Yay, things. <laughs> Yay, things. And okay. you might find yourself on the podcast. woo If you're good at talking. Yes, or bad at talking. If we have those two. Talking, either way. <laughs> I'll cut out every awkward pause you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Yay. 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 Editing. The magic of editing. Magic. And this part, this will be edited out as well. You think? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, All right. this has been the Theology 101 Podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.